If you turn in your Bibles to page 319, see the kingdom of Antichrist has been destroyed and God in his mercy, for Christ's sake, because this is Christ's throne, is raising up David to the throne again. David is being restored to the throne and returning to Jerusalem and Again, there's so much of Christ in this passage. As he returns, he pours out mercy to others, to his enemies that Jesus has shown to him. But we also see the spirit of Christ living in Barzillai in a very special way. Not the enemy of David, but a very close friend, a loyal friend. Verse 16, the road of mercy back to Jerusalem. He, David could have gone out after his enemies to destroy them. But he instead shows the mercy that God has given to him. And Shimei, the son of Gera, the Benjaminite, from Behurim, hurried to come down with the men of Judah to meet King David. And with him were a thousand men from Benjamin. And Ziba, the servant of the house of Saul, with his 15 sons and his 20 servants, rushed down to the Jordan before the king, and they crossed the ford to bring over the king's household and to do his pleasure. And Shimei, the son of Gera, fell down before the king as he was about to cross the Jordan. And he said to the king, Let not my lord hold me guilty or, to rem or remember how your servant did wrong on the day my lord the king left Jerusalem. Don't let the king take it to heart. For your servant knows that I've sinned. Therefore, behold, I have come this day, the first of all the house of Joseph, to come down to meet my lord the king. Abishai, the son of Zeruiah, answered, Shall not Shimei be put to death for this, because he cursed the Lord's anointed? But David said, What have I to do with you, you sons of Zeruiah, that you should this day be as an adversary to me? Shall anyone be put to death in Israel this day? For do I not know that I am this day king over Israel? And the king said to Shimei, you shall not die. And the king gave him his oath. And Mephibosheth, the son of Saul, came down to meet the king. He had neither taken care of his feet, nor trimmed his beard, nor washed his clothes from the day the king departed until the day he came back in safety. And when he came to Jerusalem to meet the king, the king said to him, why did you not go with me, Mephibosheth? He answered, my lord, O king, my servant deceived me. For your servant said to him, I will saddle a donkey for myself, that I may ride on it and go with the king, for your servant is lame. He has slandered your servant to my lord the king, but my lord the king is like the angel of God. Do therefore what seems good to you. For all my father's house were but men doomed to death before my lord the king, but you set your servant among those who eat at your table. What further right have I then to cry to the king? And the king said to him, why speak any more of your affairs? I've decided. You and Ziba shall divide the land. And Mephibosheth said to the king, Oh, let him take it all, since my lord the king has come safely home. In our text, 31 through 40. Now Barzillai the Gileadite had come down from Rogalim, and he went on with the king to the Jordan to escort him over the Jordan. Barzillai was a very old man, 80 years old. He had provided the king with food while he stayed at Mahanaim, for he was a very wealthy man. And the king said to Barzillai, come over with me and I will provide for you with me in Jerusalem. But Barzillai said to the king, how many years do I still have to live? 
that I should go up with the king to Jerusalem. I'm this day 80 years old. Can I discern what is pleasant and what is not? Can your servant taste what he eats or what he drinks? Can I still listen to the voice of singing men and singing women? Why then should your servant be an added burden to my lord the king? Your servant will go a little way over the Jordan with the king. Why should the king repay me with such a reward? Please let your servant return, that I might die in my own city near the grave of my father and my mother. But here, here is your servant Kimham. Let him go over with my lord the king and do for him whatever seems good to you. And the king answered, Kimham shall go over with me, and I will do for him whatever seems good to you, and all that you desire of me I will do for you. Then all the people went over the Jordan, and the king went over. And the king kissed Barzilla and blessed him, and he returned to his own home. The king went on to Gilgal, and Kimham went on with him. All the people of Judah and also half the people of Israel brought the king on his way. This is God's word. May he bless it to our hearts and lives. Brothers and sisters, in our Lord Jesus Christ, some years ago, a British newspaper asked for a definition of a friend and asked people to write in their definitions, and the one with the best definition would get a prize. One offered this definition. A friend is one who understands our silence. Someone else offered this one. A friend is one who multiplies joys, divides griefs, and whose honesty is invariable. But the winning definition was given to a man who wrote this. A friend is the one who comes in when the whole world has gone out. A friend is the one who comes in when the whole world has gone out. And that's Barzillai. That's a man in whom the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ lived strongly. He was so committed to the kingdom of Christ, to the kingdom of God, that even when King David went through the hardest of times and everybody turned their backs on him, Barzillai was there. He was committed. Oh, yes, he saw David's sins and weaknesses. He saw the hardships But he saw the bigger picture. And he saw David's need. A friend is one who comes in when the whole world has gone out. Again, it's such a beautiful passage because the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ is powerfully present in David, but also in Barzillai. And when we think of our own lives and the mercy that Jesus has shown us by dying on the cross for us, giving up his life so we could live, we could be free from the curse. Do we not then want to take the lives he's given us and give them back to him, not as a payment, but as a thank offering and devote them to his kingdom? That's David pouring out mercy on people, but that's also Barzillai helping a friend in need. 
Here we have a word for seniors and youngsters in God's kingdom in Barzillai and Kimham. We see two things here, God's gift through Barzillai and secondly, God's gift to Kimham. God's gift through Barzillai and God's gift to Kimham. I don't know if you remember blessed Barzillai from 2 Samuel 17, just two chapters ago. David and his family and friends are fleeing the holy city. Absalom and the invaders have come and taken over. And they're fleeing. And they're going eastward. And they cross the Jordan River. And they're tired. And they're hungry. And they have nothing. And the enemy is going to destroy them. They need help and they need help quickly. And guess who comes to meet them? Three men, Shobi, Makir, and Blessed Barzillai. And they come with beds, remember, and basins and jars. We read in chapter 17, they brought wheat and barley and flour and beans and lentils and honey and curds and sheep and cheese because they said the people are hungry and weary and thirsty in the wilderness. And what a risk. Barzillai doesn't know whether Absalom will win the war. And if he does, guess who's going to be first on the hit list? Loyal supporters of David like Barzillai. So he takes a huge risk. But Barzillai doesn't put his finger in the air and see which way is the wind blowing. Is this safe to do or not? He does it because it's right. This is Christ's throne. It's being violated. And I am committed to the Christ. He's my savior. He can see Christ a long ways off. And not only does he give gifts the first time, but if you look at our passage, verse 32, he continues to provide for him out of his wealth. He's a wealthy man, this old man. He provided for the needs of the king while he stayed in Mahanaim. So not only when he crossed the Jordan and got there, but while he stayed there. Here's more and more and more and more. Beds, basins, food, drink, comforts. And when you look at the list, not just the bare necessities, some pretty good feasting. He was generous. It's like he went over the top. For an old man, Barzillai certainly put out a lot of energy for the kingdom of Jesus. He risked his life to support David. But he did it because it was right, because it's the kingdom of God. And brothers and sisters, when you throw your support behind the kingdom of Christ... You will be blessed even if you should end up dying for it because his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And if you die for it, your death will be in the service of the destruction of the enemy. You do not serve the Lord in vain. And so even here, Barzillai is being rewarded for his act of friendship and courage and faith. Christ is at work. He knew 
David was God's chosen man. And the covenant made with David in 2 Samuel 7 is no secret in Israel. He knows that David is not the ultimate one. He, he doesn't idolize David. He has seen David's rise, incredible rise to power. And then he's also seen his tragic fall in sin and the hardships his family's been going through. But he knows the covenant is that David would one day have a son on the throne. And that son will be there forever and he will establish God's kingdom forever. That's the bigger picture. If he was an, an idolater of David, he would have gone back to Jerusalem with him. But he says, no, 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 no. That's not my calling. He, he sees the bigger picture. He sees the Christ a long ways off. And he knows Jesus is our all in all. Jesus is the one giving, worth giving your life to and investing in. Do not withhold your life from him or you will die. No matter how much wealth you can hoard for yourself, you will die if you hold, withhold your life from him because he is life. He gave his life for you on the cross and he rose again to everlasting life. So Barzillai, he comes out to Mahanaim to support David with huge supplies This very old man could have stayed home and played rummy cub with Mrs. Barzillai. He could say, I got the age. I've done my thing. But he said, Mrs. Barzillai, we got, we got work to do. There's a man in need, man of the kingdom of Christ. You hold the fort here while we get a whole bunch of stuff together and we're going. What expense and what energy and what investment and what dedication and devotion and love. This is a picture of love. This is how Christ loves us. Helping us in our time of need. Going even to death on the cross. The greater than Barzillai. And so, so what, is, what does Barzillai do now? Now that the war is over and, and David's going back. Barzillai again could have said, oh, I'm too old for this stuff. It's like a, we're not sure exactly, but between 25 and 50 mile trip from Rogalim all the way down to the Jordan River. And you're not, you're not taking a Cadillac. You're riding on a donkey or you're walking. Mrs. Barzillai, I'm too old for this. We're gonna, this time we're going to do the rummy cub thing. No. He travels with David, walking alongside this, this man of the kingdom, God's chosen man. This man who represents Jesus. And he walks with him all the way to the Jordan River. And then he leaves David to go the rest of the way to the holy city. This is sheer excitement. The king is coming home. That's Barzillai's excitement. And devotion and loyalty and support for the kingdom of Jesus. He's no naive cadet. He's seen it all. David's rise, David's fall. He knows David's not a perfect man. Again, he looks past, he looks higher. And that's the way it is, isn't it, brothers and sisters, with serving the kingdom, serving the church? 
you're just serving a bunch of people who are sinful and weak and you might feel sometimes you're not getting a lot of bang for your buck and not a lot of return for your investment. But when you walk by faith and not by sight, Christ is taking up that investment. By his death and resurrection, he holds in his hand and you can be sure that whatever you contribute to his kingdom, whatever energy, love, devotion, finances, gifts, it will not be in vain. And his eye of faith can see all this. I can't help but think of two other old people, Simeon and Anna, also devoting their lives to the coming of the kingdom of Christ. And they're waiting in the temple day and night for the Lord's Christ to come. They could be spending their retirement elsewhere doing a lot more fun things than that. Not for them. This is the funnest thing out there. Looking, looking, waiting for Jesus. There's nothing better than that. So that's where they are. They could say, we're too old for this stuff. We've done our thing already. Let the kids take over. But they're devoting their time to waiting for the consolation of Israel, Luke 2. Waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. Devoted to the Redeemer, Jesus, and his church. And that's where they invest their time and energy and money. How lovely it is. Whether it's Barzillai, Anna, Simeon, or you. How lovely it is to see old men and old women coming to church. And going to congregational meetings. And to school meetings. And to mission meetings. And to Bible studies. And to other events. Because they're vitally interested in the kingdom of Christ. They're not tuning out because their time is up. They want to see God's kingdom prosper. And they believe that age does not exempt them from involvement and investment. They believe that age does not exempt them from involvement and investment. Now maybe you're 80 or thereabouts and thinking that way, but... I think worse, you might be 40 or 50 and thinking that way. I can't wait till I be old enough to cut out. If that's your vision, if that's your hope, if that's your dream, that's God-less. That is Christ-less. And you need to repent of that feeling and that desire and that hope and that thought. Whether you're younger or older. Because this is the zenith, the high point of life looking waiting for the kingdom setting your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God not things on the earth again Barzillai and Simeon and Anna didn't believe in themselves if we just work hard enough we'll establish the kingdom they were looking for the king they were resting in him. They knew that God had bigger things happening. And they wanted to be part of that. They wanted to be part of God's work of grace. So brothers and sisters, it's a reminder. Barzillai's a reminder to seniors in the church of Jesus. Stay interested, stay invested, stay involved to whatever extent you can.
Christ saved you for that. He saved you for that. And sometimes, sadly, when it comes to materialism and consumerism and selfism, seniors in our culture are at the front of the line. Not the kids. Seniors. Isn't that sad? When it comes to materialism, consumerism, and selfism, seniors in our society sometimes are at the front of the line. They're so eager to sign out and tune out and opt out and live for themselves. And God forbid that any one of us should waste his old age on himself. What an ugly life. Barzillai is a great example of what it means to be a senior in Christ's kingdom, even in your old age. Make it your delight to serve the king. Enjoy your wealth, not by spending it on yourself, but by giving it to the kingdom. But whether you're wealthy like Barzillai or not so wealthy, stay in the race and seek first the kingdom of God in your life. Jesus purchased you with his blood so that you would live and die to yourself. You would live and die to yourself and instead live and die for Christ who lived and died for you and rose again. So let God's gifts to the kingdom of Christ keep coming through you like they came through Barzillai. As you eagerly look for and long for and live for the return of the king, Jesus Christ, on the clouds to heaven. But we see another gift here of Christ, a gift to Kim Ham. Barzillai's on this end of the spectrum of life, blessed by Christ to give. Kim Ham's on somewhere on this end of the spectrum, blessed by Christ to give now his life for the rest of his years to the kingdom. Now, David was shown so much mercy from God. He wanted to reward this friend, Barzillai. Come over with me, he says. And I will provide for you with me in Jerusalem. You can enjoy life in the fast lane of the kingdom, in the heartland of Israel. Come over with me. He offered him a place in the holy city. Couldn't Barzillai be such a blessing if he moved in and lived a lot closer to the king? Couldn't he be? Barzillai said no. And his response is filled with wisdom and grace. No, I'm too old for new ventures. My taste buds are wearing down. And I can't appreciate the delicacies of the king's table. My ears are getting dull. And I have to keep on saying, pardon? Huh? So when you bring me to a fine concert of Israel's musicians, I won't hear half of it. I'm 80 years old. I don't have much life to offer you on your staff anymore here in the fast lane of the kingdom, David. I'm going to be more of a burden to you than a builder there. I have spent my whole life building the kingdom, 
being used as a servant of the kingdom, way over on the other side of the door, I'm going to stay there. That, that's my spot. I, I'm at a point in my life where I am buying my burial plot and planning my funeral, David. My calling now is not to go to seminary, but to live close to the cemetery, right? There's a difference depending on your time of life. That's really what he's saying. Let me stay close to the grave or place where my mother and father are buried, he says. David, immigration is a young man's game. I'm past that. And Peter says in his sermon on the day of Pentecost with the words of Joel, it's the young men and the young women who dream dreams and see visions, who have so much more to offer in the way of high energy and the fast lane of building the kingdom of Jesus Christ. When Jesus saves you, he gives you certain kind of youthful energy and certain kind of old age energy. They all have their unique spot. Each time has its own place in your life. And wisdom knows the difference. And Barzillai knows the difference. So I don't have what it takes to be part of the royal team back in Jerusalem, David. So I'm going to cross the Jordan with you and just a little ways over, and then I'm going to go back the 50 miles and prepare my place in the cemetery where my parents are buried. Barzillai knows how to live well and how to die, die well. He knows what time of life it is, and he wants to live like it. Not only does he want to prepare to die, but also there comes a time, brothers and sisters, when our task is to serve the kingdom by opening up new opportunities for the youngsters. And that's what Barzillai does. My task now is to open up new opportunities, to give in a new way by helping the young men find their way in the service of the kingdom and open up a place for them. Not by tuning out, but by supporting in a different way. And that's what he does. He, he presents his servant, Kimham. Here is your servant, Kimham. Take him. We don't know how much younger he is. Obviously, he's a younger man than Barzillai. Let him go over with my Lord the king and do for him whatever pleases, whatever seems good to you. Maybe he is Barzillai's son or grandson or personal attendant, or groundskeeper, or steward, there's a good possibility he's a son, which often in the Bible also means grandson or great-grandson, like Mephibosheth is sometimes called Saul's son. But here's a, here's a clue. I'm going to just read the verse. A clue from 2 Kings, or 1 Kings 2, verse 7, where David is about to die, and one of his last instructions to Solomon in 1 Kings 2, verse 7 is, but deal loyally with the sons, again, that could be grandsons, of Barzillai the Gileadite. That's what leads me to think Kimham is probably a son or a grandson. Not necessarily. But deal loyally with the sons of Barzillai the Gileadite, and let them be among those who eat at your table, for with such loyalty they met me when I fled from Absalom your brother. Now you get the bigger picture. It's not just Barzillai. While Mrs. Barzillai stays at home, she may have, but it's the family that goes out 
David met the sons too, and maybe the grandsons. The whole business is out there. This is not his lone thing. They are together here in the faith. With such loyalty, they met me when I fled from Absalom, your brother. That's a beautiful gift that Barzillai gives to Kim Ham, to David, to the kingdom, a young man or a younger man to serve in the fast lane, to serve in the seminary rather than at the cemetery at this point in his life. And David readily receives him and takes him and promises to take good care of him. He says, Kim Ham shall go over with me, verse 39, and I will do for him whatever seems good to you, and all that you desire of me I will do for you. You can call me anytime, Barzillai. I will help you. I'm here for you. But Kim Ham is the man. And then the king kissed Barzillai and blessed him, and the old man returned to his own home on the east side of the Jordan River in Rogalim. I love the words in verse 40, that last verse. The king went on to Gilgal, and Kimham went on with him. The servant of the king walking together with the king. A beautiful picture of what it is to serve today David's son, the Lord Jesus Christ. When Jesus calls you to serve in the fast lane, the front lines of his kingdom, young men, young women, you're not alone. You're walking with the Lord Jesus Christ and he is supplying you from his daily bounties. He's supplying you daily from all his bounties and equipping you. That's what Hudson Taylor, the missionary to China, said to his helpers on the mission field. Depend on it. God's work done God's way will always find God's supply. So there they go. Kim Ham went on with him. All the people of Judah and also half of the people of Israel brought the king on his way. Now do you see that little note of trouble? Verse 40. All the people of Judah and half of Israel brought the king on his way. There's a war brewing here. There's a war brewing here. Chapter 20, another civil war erupts, and Kimham is going to be in the middle of it. That's, that's what happens when you choose to go and live with the king, or when the Lord takes you to serve with him. It's a calling for the youngsters. Oh, Kimham, are you ready? For this life with the king, the blessings you'll enjoy, the troubles that you'll experience, there's pleasures and there's pains, there's treasures and there's troubles, there's joys but also sorrows. But there he goes with the king, side by side. Youngsters serving in the king, kingdom. Kim Ham leaves a quiet life on the other side of the Jordan. Now, not all the youngsters are called to leave Rogalim. They're needed there too. But this guy was. He was presented. He was taken. 
There is a cost, a sacrifice to serving the king. Are you ready to go? Are you ready to go and serve your king? Are you ready to go and serve your king? Whether it's back in Rogalim or if he's calling you more to the front lines. Are you ready to go and serve your king? Do you supply that Christ has purchased for you by his blood and Holy Spirit everything you need to survive this task and thrive in it even if you have to die for him? He's faithful. He'll supply all your needs again. Depend on it. God's work done God's way will always find God's supply. He will equip you. God never called anyone to a task without equipping him with his grace. So here's a reminder also to young men and young women. There's a special energy, strength, dreaming, visioning that makes you more fit for that work than Barzillai. And Barzillai sees it and he calls it, he says it, and Kim Ham is willing to step up. So also you, young men and women, go forth in his service, be strong in his might to conquer all evil and stand for... This is your time. This is your time. Don't say, I'll get serious about it when I'm an old guy, when I'm 80. No. No. Now is the time. Here is your servant, Kim Ham. Put your own name in there. Lord, here is your servant, Joel. Here's your servant, Dave. Here's your servant, Marsha. Here's your servant, Anna, Simeon, right? Here's your servant. And we know what fruit this bore. Later on, we got this little offhand comment in Jeremiah 41 that we read of a place called Geruth Kimham, which means the dwelling place of Kimham. And that's the place where the family of Kimham lived and served the Lord. And they provided a refuge for Jeremiah and those on the side of Jeremiah in the days of the exile. This is much later. You see how that bears fruit along the road. Well, brothers and sisters, in conclusion, we should be reminded that even though the kingdom of God has its ups and downs, remember it's Christ's kingdom and worthy of your life and devotion and investment, whether young or old, according to the tasks that are appropriate to your age. You're participating in a kingdom that will last forever, that will keep standing after everything is destroyed, and you do not want to be outside of that kingdom living for yourself. That's death. That's a Christless life and a Christless death. Don't go there. But like Barzillai and Kimham, you want to go with the king. You want to serve your king. You want to live for his kingdom. That is truly the good life, the rich life, the blessed life. It's life in Christ. Amen. Let's pray. Our Father, we call on your name. 
Thankful for the calling that you've given to us to serve in your kingdom. Thankful for the particular age that we're in right now in our lives. Help us to make the most of the time we're in. Help us to give ourselves and invest our lives in the Lord Jesus Christ who gave his life for us. Invest our lives in the coming of his kingdom. Father, we thank you for your great promise that our labor in the Lord is not in vain. That even a cup of cold water will have its reward as you've told us in your word. All because you're a gracious and a good doing God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.